This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to and you feel really good after Thanksgiving, <laughs> go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Chip in whatever you want. Go to iTunes. Give us all the stars. Hello. Hi. How are you? Well, Hammond, <coughs> I am slightly hungover. Excellent. But I am here. Uh-huh. I am ready to talk about the news. You <laughs> empowered me with McDonald's breakfast, the which I, I do for you. Pathetically text him. <laughs> my, so uh, it, so it's Friday morning. My uh, a very dear friend of mine from college came in from the city last night, and I took today off um, because we just because Hammett, <laughs> when you live in the suburbs and you have friends, go on. I know this is not a subject that's familiar no. to you. It's like a whole fucking thing to see them now. Like, and so we have been scheduling this, <laughs> this hang sesh for like three months. But it worked. But it worked. We had very, very, very good times. We watched A Christmas Prince. It is a Netflix, don't blink at me. It's like a Netflix Hallmarky kind of movie. Okay. It was very good. All the actors were extremely talented and okay. nobody had a weird face. <laughs> um, Anyway, it was very fun. I'm paying for it today. Hammond, thank you for the breakfast. You're I welcome. owe you this and everything. The things I do. How are you? Uh, good. Um, I'll, I want to talk about one Not thing so that I did. Not so much small talk, huh? No, no, no. I was going to say there was <laughs> one thing I did over break that I do want to talk about, but we'll get to it later. Oh, yeah. Um, I went to Texas to visit family, as I was mentioning right This podcast right is really into recording. Texas lately, huh? I know. Um, but it was good. Um, okay, we have to talk about this guy because we were off last week. Yes. So we it's been two weeks since I've seen it you and we've like talked about stuff. It feels like years since we've recorded. <laughs> Let's talk about this missionary because I wanted to talk about this last week. We didn't record. And the brief story is this guy named John Allen Chow. He's a Christian missionary. He went to an island. He's an uh, American. He's an American. He went to North Sentinel Island, which is just off of India's coast or something. <laughs> and I mean, it was, it's off of there. It's, uh-huh. it's in no, the Indian Ocean. Yeah. Like, no one goes there for a reason. There's right. a tribe that is isolated mm-hmm. and we know about them, but like the, however, tens of thousands of them who live there. I don't think it's even that many. Uncontacted by human people. Um, or yeah. mutter. We the stay rest away. Of the world. Yeah. They're disconnected from the rest of the world. The Indian government says, we'll let you be. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do anything. But like when we, they have a law that says no one can contact you right. or, or get on your island mm-hmm. or whatever. That's how we keep the peace. Um, and this missionary guy, John Allen Chow, decided mm-hmm. I'm going to spread Jesus to them. So I, yeah. so I think it's important to denote that we do not go to that island, not only because they are a culture that's like untouched by modernity, but... I don't know if you remember a gentleman named Christopher Columbus. Who? He um, came here to India. Sorry, mm-hmm. the United States. Mm-hmm. What's now the United States? And then a bunch of fucking people died of smallpox because uh, diseases are a thing. So if you're like an uncontacted culture and somebody Who new comes no, in. has uh, no natural immunity mm-hmm. to right. any diseases. So it's not or just... To our diseases. Yeah, it's not <laughs> just a like respect thing. It is a safety thing. Right. So I just want to make sure like that is very clearly stated because it's not just he's an asshole, but like, fuck him. Go ahead. <laughs> so he decided to go to this tribe anyway. And then next thing you know, he's shot by arrows yep. and he dies and that's why this is a story. So there's a bunch of... Uh, we don't need to rehash the actual story itself. What Are I want to talk sure? about... Are you sure? Because I do have some oh, journal entries. Oh, I have some other stuff. Okay. Um, 
what I really wanted to get to is the debate that seems to be happening now is the nature of missions Mm -hmm. and whether this guy, you know, what did he do in preparation for this? Was he prepared for it properly? Um, And, you know, it's easy to say what he did was disrespectful and stupid. And also, who the fuck wants to hear about Jesus? And he went anyway. So maybe I feel bad that he died for his family, but also he kind of deserved it. Yeah. Um, versus he's a Christian martyr, which is the way I know some Christians want to spin this story. Yeah, it's really... Uh, so just from me being on online and stuff like that, it seems like 90% of the reaction has been like, yeah, that's what happens, my dude. Like, you... <laughs> what did you think You was go to happen? a place where they say they're going to shoot people. Yeah, you like... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to victim blame, but you're an outsider who's screaming about Jesus in English. In English, <laughs> to a tribe whose language you don't know. So I feel like the the reaction has largely <laughs> been like, yeah, that's how, yeah, that's what happens when yeah. you make extremely poor decisions. Um, there's been some talk of like, I guess fifty some years ago, there was a group of people that went to an uh, an uncontacted tribe in Ecuador. They died. Also, there's been books written about them. I think a movie made about them. And later on the missionaries' wives actually got in touch with the tribe and did convert the people. So it's a lovely story about, you know, this is what you sacrifice as a mission. That's a bad story. It is a bad story. But they were, one uh, one of the things that came up in, like, Christian media is, like, is this guy trying to pull, was he inspired by that, those people? Like, he must have known this was a death trap when he was going there. I mean, it's very clear from what I understand, like, I mean, how does he even know about this group? Well, okay, so according to Ed Stetzer, who writes a Christianity Today, he's affiliated with Wheaton College, Christian uh, Evangelical School. Um, he pointed out, and this is a few things. We, you mentioned the quarantine, the vaccination, the immunity issue, the, uh, the disease issue. According to the mission group called All Nations, mm-hmm. which is the mission group that he was working with, mm-hmm. uh, John Allen Chow had received multiple vaccinations and intentionally quarantined himself for many days prior to his trip to the island. Now, would that be enough to ward off any potential diseases he would give to them? I don't know. But he was no, aware he's of qu- it. He quarantined himself. He's the one who needs to be... like. He's the threat. He is it's not the like he, uh, oh, I don't know if idiot. the vaccinations were gonna. Yeah, right. Exactly. I don't know if he was doing anything to prevent himself from affecting them, but it's not like he was unaware of what he was stepping into. That's the point the I want to make. He did. Yeah, he prepared. He knew where he was going. He knew how they reacted to outsiders, and he's like, "Screw that! I'm gonna go anyway." Because. I'm going to be the guy that introduces them to Jesus. Well, so according to um, Mary Ho, who's the the leader of All Nations, he's been prepared. So he was 27. He's been preparing for it since he was 18. He's um, and even before he went to All Nations, which is in uh, in Kansas City, Missouri, um, <clears throat> he was trained as a wilderness EMT. He was trained in linguistics and cultural anthropology. Like this was this guy's goal. This is this wasn't on a whim, which for me makes it kind of worse because they had like almost 10 years to talk him out of this extremely bad idea and dangerous idea and irresponsible idea. Um, so according to his journal, <coughs> he, uh, he hired some, um, some fishermen to get him near the island mm-hmm. and then he like kayaked in. Um, and the fishermen he, are like, dude, don't do it. Yeah. But we'll, if you're paying but us, you we'll you take you. You give me you. money, you bet. <laughs> uh, he said, according to his journal, 
he was kayaking in and yelled, my name is John, I love you, and Jesus loves you. Jesus Christ gave me the authority to come to you. Just to be clear, if he said that to people who speak English, I would like I would look at him like the fuck. I, I would I, shoot him with an arrow. If I had an arrow, right, exactly. If I knew how to do such things. But he's going to people who don't even speak the language, so that all they see is crazy man who's not one of us is screaming. Right. And he's holding something in his hand. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just very... But the so, focus there is he totally prepared for this. This was his life's journey to go here, and no, which makes me feel even less almost sympathetic. It wasn't a whim. It him. wasn't a, he heard of this thing and decided on a whim to go. Like, yeah. he knew what he was getting into. He knew it was deeply inappropriate to go and, to this island. And the fact that he was part of a missionary organization means no one in his life circle all of whom apparently knew about his mm-hmm. dream here, was like, this is a bad idea. Everyone's or, like, yes, you should take Jesus to this tribe. Do what you need to do to prepare for it. But overall, your goal is not a bad one because that's the great commission of right. Christianity. we got to spread it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, his last journal entry, I mean, it's... I, it's a sad story because this guy's life was fucking wasted on nothing. You know, like, mm-hmm. even if he got what he went for, converted, which, like, I understand is his, like, big goal thing. Of course. But even if he did, like, the risk that he took, not only to himself, but to these people, is unconscionable. There is a his, famous story where, um, I'm going to paraphrase it, I'm going to butcher it when I do it, but the story is, the question for Christians is, if someone has not heard oh, of yeah. Jesus, would they go to hell for not? accepting Jesus as a divine figure? And the answer is like, no. If you're like um, an aborted fetus or you're a baby who dies and you never had a chance to learn about Jesus, Uh God isn't going to punish you for that. And so let's assume this uncontacted tribe Mm -hmm. never heard about Christianity or Jesus. Mm -hmm. This guy's going to go there to preach it to them. And basically there's a method of spinning this to say, they're, they were fine. They weren't going to go to hell. But now they know. But now they know. So now he basically sentenced them to hell if they didn't accept mm-hmm. what he was selling. <laughs> so yeah. you would, if you wanted to save their souls, you would have been better stay off the staying fuck away. away. Yeah. His last journal entry um, is, and it's sad. You guys might think I'm crazy and all this, but I think it's worth it to declare Jesus to these people. Please do not be angry at them or if God, if I get killed. Like he, he was, knew it. He was very much aware of the risk. It's like, it's a really tragic story. Here's a question I haven't been able to answer for myself. Okay. Who gets the blame for what happened to this guy? Uh, yes, himself, because yeah. he chose to do this. But I wonder who's really, who bears any degree of responsibility? Maybe not the bulk of it, but who bears degree of responsibility for what happened to this guy? Is it the people on the island who shot him? Yeah. I don't know, because this is how they react, and we know this is how they react. Mm-hmm. So this is why the restrictions have been set in place. Right. You stay on your island, India says, we won't mm-hmm. allow anyone to get there. And we act- they actually said, like, if they're not going to prosecute this tribe. What are they going to do? Yeah. Like, you're on your own, but we won't bother you. And that's it. You're a lawless nation of your own, of sorts. So I don't know. I don't know that you can blame them for seeing an intruder and taking action. And by the way, they sent him a warning shot. Uh, when John Chow went hit on his first day to visit this tribe or something, someone 
on the island, actually, uh, this is from the diary, I think from one of the fishermen, when Mr. Chow tried to hand over fish in a bundle of gifts, a boy shot an arrow, quote, directly into my Bible, which I was holding. Whoa! Then he retreated, and then he came back the next day, and that's when he died. Um, but, like, he got a warning shot, literally. Yeah. And he still went back. But, okay, so I don't know that you blame the tribe, necessarily. Do you blame the mission, um, the, the organization he was involved with, for clearly knowing he was doing this yeah. and setting him up in the sense or doing... Or do you blame Christianity for telling this guy, listen, it is your responsibility to God to go to people who haven't heard of Jesus and spread Jesus to them because that's what you're called to do. I mean, he was brainwashed into thinking what he was doing was a good idea. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if Christianity or anyone who is a Christian and thinks this missions are a good idea are to blame for this too. I think there is plenty of blame to go around, but the... Bulk, I mean, the bulk of it has to lie in this this man's shoulders. Like, when you are told in no uncertain terms that these people are not to be contacted, you are not to go there. It is a dangerous situation. It's like, to God, I don't want to be... Because, yeah, like, these people did murder somebody, but it's not like... But they said, we're going to murder you in yeah. no uncertain terms. Right. Like, you come to us... We'll do this. They did it, I guess, to a couple people uh, several decades ago. Uh-huh. Um, like, people are aware of this story. If you hear about the, how, I don't know how to pronounce Sentinelese, Sentinelese, if you hear about them, like the few things written on Wikipedia about them, is that, hey, a couple decades ago, a couple people went to go visit them to try to understand them and mm-hmm. try to reach out to them, and they were killed. Yeah. Like, we know that's what they do, and yeah, and yet this guy went anyway. And everyone knew he was going to do it. And nobody said don't, or at least well, they didn't uh, convince, convince him. Convince him, yeah. <laughs> like, we don't, know, we don't know what the conversations were like. Maybe everybody was like, no, this is a great idea. This is God's calling for you. Maybe they were all like, hey, dude, maybe don't. Yeah. But I don't, I, it's, it really is a, tri- it's a waste of a human life. It is putting a people in danger who deserve to be left alone. It's it's all garbage. Um, his family, the last image on Instagram is a picture from his family. They posted it on his Instagram account. Just kind of a letter saying we heard an unconfirmed report that he was killed. This is several days ago. Um, but they said, you know, he loved God, life, helping those in need. It had nothing for love but love for the Sentinelese people. We forgive those reportedly responsible for his death. They weren't asking for it, but all right. We also asked for the release of the friends he had in the nearby islands. He ventured out on his own free will, and his local contacts, the fishermen, need not be persecuted for his own actions, blah, 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 his family. All right. I mean, good. Yeah. Don't blame the fishermen for doing what they were getting given money to do for this guy. Um, but it just it raises the question of just mission trips in general, because the whole idea is, you know, we're the Christians. In a lot of cases, it's we're the white Americans. Let's go to the foreign places. Right. And, you know, them and their silly religions. Let's tell them about our religion because we're is superior. Better. It's a good one. <laughs> the whole premise of mission trips. And at the same time, I have heard from uh, I think Pendulette famously said this, like, if you think I'm going to hell because I don't accept mm-hmm. Christ. I would actually be surprised if you're not trying to convince me. If we're close and we're friends and, right. like, you're not trying to evangelize to me all the time, like, how little do you care about me if right. you genuinely believe this? 
maybe there's some truth. Like, this guy had a dream. He lived it out. He died doing what he wanted to do. All right. I mean, as long as... I'm glad you didn't drag anyone else into this. Right. As long as it's just you. Like, it's, it's the same feeling I almost have when I see, like, here's a skydiver who did it or someone who was climbing... Um, a mountain without any protection. Uh-huh. It's like, dude, if you're dumb enough to take that risk because this is what you love to do and then you die doing that thing you love, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry for everyone who cared about you, but like, you, you knew what you were you doing. Knew the risks. So, all right. First it, of all, I've been skydiving. I do not appreciate you wishing death upon me. That was pretty. This is why I would never skydive. Rude. This is why I went wall climbing over the Thanksgiving to to some place. Wow, that's very athletic Uh, of you, Hammond. It was not my choice. I was dragged into it. (laughs) So, of course, I went on, like, the the easiest, like, Uh all right, look, I went up a few feet. I'm good. The baby's, like, climbing up way taller than me. Um, But I'm like, I could totally see myself falling, even with all the help that the (laughs) colored pegs are giving me. And uh-huh. I would get hurt, and it's totally my fault because yep. I'm dumb enough to think I could probably do this. You did something you are deeply unequipped for. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, were you like were you like harnessed up or were you just no. bouldering? No, it was just just bouldering, no protection or anything except there were mats on the ground. Sure. Um, wow, Hammett. So I didn't fall. Were you wearing like gym shorts? I literally went as I'm dressed to you today. <laughs> No one told me we were going rock climbing. They're just like, hey, we're going now. All oh, right. Hammond. Um, meanwhile, again, the baby's <laughs> just like the three-year-old, just climbing up the walls without like... She's much braver than you. Yeah, and doesn't even realize there's protection on the ground. Yeah. Just looking around half a foot off the ground like, no one's going to save me now. I must just go up <laughs> and over the wall. There's only one thing to do. <laughs> go higher. But yeah, so anyway. <laughs> this dude, what is he doing? I don't know. But yeah. I... As much as I want to feel empathy, like, and some sympathy for his family and for everyone in his, this guy's life circle, I, I just find it hard to do so. And not because, uh, as much as I uh, thought about the, he's going to bring diseases to yeah. this island and he's going there without knowing their language. There is rebuttal saying, no, he studied what he could know about their language. He did try to medicate himself in a way that he wouldn't be physically harmful to the whatever he took what he thought were precautions but he still did the stupid thing yeah again it's like skydiving i made sure i was strapped in yeah but ultimately if something went wrong like you kind of knew this was going to be a risk yeah so yeah you could take your precautions but ultimately you made this decision to do this thing that everyone knew would have been a bad idea all right yeah it's just a sad story there's no (sighs) there's no heroes here um, let me see. What do I have today, Hammond? What do you have? Um, not too much. I really wanted to be asleep instead of doing research nope. for this stupid show. Oh, don't worry. I got you covered. Oh, okay. Wait, wait. I yes. have one. So, um, Sarah sent this to us. Yes, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> so, Celine Dion. <laughs> Go on. Canadian songstress. This is where I get all my Celine Dion news. Yeah. That's why people come to the show. Yes. I, I give the people what they want. Um, she has a new clothing line because I guess that's where the money is now. Okay. Uh, and it is, uh, it's gender neutral, which is cool. That's great. Um, apparently this commercial, and I didn't watch the commercial, but (laughs) she, this commercial, she is, um, running from authorities in a hospital and then she changes the clothes. She's like in a nursery. She changes the clothes of the baby from like their pink and blue to, uh, to, black and white outfits, yeah. which, like, I'm 
pro general neutral clothing to me like putting babies in black is fucking hysterical <laughs> like that's just so weird there, this video uh did you watch the video i watched the video and the pictures of the babies like here's the thing about if you go to her website her company by the way is named Selene nu nu it's the dumbest oh. possible name. Celine. Oh my god! I read it and I, in my head, I thought just Cthulhu, but <laughs> Celine, that's not far out. Selene. But if you go to the website, Celine-nu. all of the pictures, all of the models for all of the clothing, uh-huh. like there must be a rule in place: don't smile, don't show joy. Oh yeah, like gender neutral and apparently emotionally neutral. <laughs> And just stare into the camera. And that's what these babies are doing. They're just looking up like, who's this crazy woman putting clothes on us? Which is I argue that's a natural state of babies. Um, But the babies just look like someone just changed us and we don't know what the hell's going on. And she acts like she saved the world. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, it's great in theory. Weird in execution. It's fine. (laughs) I mean, it could be worse. It could be goop. But like the sleeve right. version. Um, but turns out people are not like into this, particularly our Catholic friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, a gentleman named Monsignor John Essef. Essef? Uh, he's a priest. He has 65 years of experience and he is an exorcist. As one does. So, um, all right. He says that, quote, this gender thing is demonic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, I don't even... This is my favorite thing. I don't even know how many genders there's supposed to be now, but there are only two that God made. Like, I love people's, like, feigning confusion of, like, what? How many genders are there? <laughs> it's like, do you, are you, do you have, like, a board you're keeping tally on? <laughs> is this a big concern? How, is yeah. this keeping you how up do, at night? I know people make fun of, like, Facebook has all these options. It's like, all right, just pick yours, and now it doesn't affect you anymore. You're done yeah. now. Just move on with your <laughs> life. Um you don't have to understand it. You don't have to, like, pick something that you don't want to pick. Yeah. Just, it's not affecting you. Uh, he believes that such clo- this closing line is a part of a demonic dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, quote, the devil is going after children by confusing gender. To say there's no difference in gender, gender is satanic. Yes, very good. Thank you. Uh-huh. The funny thing is, like, it's not that long ago that all clothing for babies, especially, was gender neutral. It's only later that we started doing the blue and pink thing. Like, that's a recent innovation. Yeah, it was, <laughs> what, around World War II? Like, turn of the I, century, because pink used to be a masculine color. Oh yeah? yeah like, it, I don't like even that, know, but they, they used to just say, like, here's your baby clothes. I don't, this is before the baby's born. Like, just put yeah, them in this. Yeah. Yeah, and it's fine, because they all wear the same thing anyway. Like, Did you know genders of your human children before they were born? Uh, yes. Okay. We asked the doctor, like, all right, what's the baby? Tell us. <laughs> what flavor? Yeah. <laughs> and I, so I went to the sidebar. <clears throat> I would, if I had a kid, I would always, I was always like, I definitely want to know the gender. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of friends of mine had a kid and they didn't. And I went to their baby shower and I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm definitely going to do this because everything was just like neutral. I uh-huh. feel like if I had, like, if I was having a boy <laughs> and everyone's... need a color theme. You but need to yeah, play into like, the stereotypes. I really get like icked out with like little baby boys and like lady killer kind of thing. Oh, or yeah, like yeah. mama's little stud muffin. It's like maybe <laughs> we don't need to sexualize babies. <laughs> Let's just put them in like a yellow onesie for a couple of years and then just like sort of see where that takes us. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, my baby's gonna wear like gray all the time. Yeah, it really fit. And <laughs> never smile, apparently, if yeah. Celine Dion has her way. Somebody said, uh, what's with the symbolism? This is a comment. 
Um, from now on, I will be turning her music Celine D off, which is pretty funny. <laughs> I like it a lot. Um, people thought it was a New World Order thing. Of course. Yeah, this is Illuminati gear. Mm-hmm. Pentagrams, black magic. There's just a lot going on. It's a <laughs> fucking delightful story. You realize the only thing these clothes are good for is that your baby's going to spit up on them. And they'll be a different color anyway by the time you're done with it. Like, you're so romantic about kids. It won't matter. Um, yeah, I just, it's just, this is the kind of story I like. Nobody died. Nobody <laughs> put a culture at risk. It's just some Christians losing their fucking mind over nothing. This is the kind of drama I live for. That's good. That's good. You here's, go. All right. Here's, um, in Kansas, so you know where this is going. They have a... It's flat. They passed some resolution or rule or something. Where it's a they boring said, state to drive through on the way to Colorado. <laughs> it was like a fetal personhood amendment. Oh, Christ. Right? As soon as the cross. baby is conceived, this thing like gets rights and responsibilities as human Pays adults. taxes. Yeah, right? Give it a gun. So here's the thing. Give uh, that fetus one gun. Partial side tangent for a second. Guy named Jordan Ross. He was 19 a couple of years ago. He went to a party. He allegedly raped a 15-year-old girl. Cool, Jordan. He's cool currently move. on trial um, for that incident. Fine. Um, like they're gonna they're gonna rule on what he did to her. Um, now here's the thing: the age of consent in Kansas is 16. Yep. She was 15, and because she was underage, there's an additional set of charges mm. and penalties that could be imposed on him. And this guy's defense attorney is saying, well, we're in Kansas, and if the age of... Con- like, if you're, if you're a person when you're conceived, this girl wasn't 15. She was actually 15 and nine months older than that, making her 16, therefore... You shouldn't charge him with this thing because she was of age. Charge him for the other stuff. We'll talk about that. But let's use this date of conception rule to get away from child rape and just make it regular rape charges. Wow. You know, there's a lot to unpack there, Hammond. <laughs> yeah. But instead, uh-huh. can we never talk about this again? This um, is the dumbest fucking thing you've ever brought You're to this welcome. show. Now, here's, here's, there's no good news in this, but here's the kind of good news in this. No one was buying this line of argument. Um, was the, the judge like, hey, dude, you're a literal idiot. Well, I'm taking your bar away. Is that how you... Uh, as tempting as it is, is to say how you this argument's like bizarro, like creepy, and stop doing that, you need a, a legal argument for why he's wrong. And the prosecutor in this case actually said... The life begins at conception policy. That applies to like a public health code thing. It doesn't apply to criminal law. We can't use it here. And on that basis, uh, the judge is like, yeah, let's, you don't get to use that motion. So they got rid of it. They didn't accept it Uh on legal grounds, but not just because what the hell are you trying to do here? That's a crazy argument. But it also kind of shows how crazy, like, if you're going to be crazy enough to say life begins at conception and, like, a day-old fertilized egg right. is when you're actually a person, like, this is kind yeah, of the rabbit hole that you're going to go And the down. other thing is, I, uh, I think I knew this, but a friend of mine is pregnant and I uh, was reintroduced to this fun fact. Did you know that they count pregnancy from the date of your last period? Yeah. That's not how pregnancy works, doctors. What are you guys doing? (laughs) That's why you don't know that you're pregnant. And when you do find out you're pregnant, it's like, well, it's been going on. When was your last period? That's how the baby's age is now. That's not how pregnant. 
pregnancy works. Like, it, what do you? What do you hey, want medicine, from the doctors? What the fuck what do you are you want doing? If somebody can give me a good reason, I would genuinely like to know. There must be because, like, because they don't know the date of like actual. Conception. Well, they could probably fucking approximate it closer than your last period. They know for goddamn well sure that it's not. What about like two weeks after when you're off? Like, what the fuck? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. As a man, dumber I'm just than gonna stay out of this one. Yeah, you know what? Smart. Thank That's you. just smart. Thank you. Here's another story I wanted to bring up. Uh, we always. Not joke about like thoughts and prayers. Like, don't send thoughts and prayers after a tragedy. You're not helping. Do something useful. If there was a hurricane, send money to a good cause. Uh-huh. If there was a school shooting, go fight for you know gun safety measures. Uh-huh. Fine, but praying ain't helping anybody. A new study that has not been published, but it uh, it just went up on one of those like pre-publication websites. Sure. This is from Linda Thunstrom. You've got at all the, the advanced science oh, yeah. news. At the University of Wyoming. Uh-huh. Uh, basically, she was trying to measure what th- sending thoughts and prayer does in the case of a tragedy. So here's what her experiment was. She basically said, this is shortly after Hurricane Harvey hit Texas. Okay. She did this. She told participants who were a mix of religious and non-religious people, she basically said... Um, we're going to give you $5. You can give any amount of this you want to the Red Cross. Let's, let's assume just the Red Cross is totally fine in everything it does. <laughs> Here's $5. You can give it to the Red Cross. But whatever you don't give to the Red Cross, you get to keep for yourself. And she wants to see how much everybody would give. What she found is that the average donation, $1.87. What? Yeah, that was it. Uh, religious people gave slightly more than atheist agnostics, which is a separate issue, and we could talk about that hey another guys, time. Hey, guys, get your shit together get your for shit together, fucking once. It's $5. It, it was uh, 198 compared to 175 religious versus okay. non-religious. Okay, anyway, average donation $1.87. But then she ran the second part of the experiment, which was only for religious people, and she asked everyone to pray for the hurricane victims. Uh-huh. Then she gave them the $5 and told them to do this. Oh. This time, average donation $1.23. Whoa. Then she did, and we'll talk about that. But then she did a third one where she told everybody, um, just think, send your thoughts. You know, think about the victims of this tragedy. Uh Here's $5. What are you going to do with it? Uh, Religious people still gave more than non-religious people. But this time it was 236 compared to 194. So more than they gave when they were... Just without so any prompting. Thoughts are available are valuable. Yes. Prayers are useless. Yes. Atheists give money. What are you yes. doing? And atheists don't give as much as religious, which is not news. That is actually something we right. know. Religious people have a habit of giving. They know how to do it. That's a good thing. We should strive to be more like that. But here's the big takeaway from this. Religious people who offered prayer uh, gave significantly less than atheists who that, basically just gave thoughts or nothing. That totally makes sense. Um, so giving prayers in a tragedy almost makes it... She didn't say this because you can't prove this, but one theory is if you think God's going to take care of stuff, maybe you feel like you don't have to do as much. I would argue, uh, yes, but I would phrase it as if you prayed, that feels like an action. Yeah. As opposed to like thinking about it doesn't sure so like they think a prayer is i guess tangible is the word Mm -hmm. um that's very interesting and not that surprising like the argument i've heard from atheists is obviously if you send thoughts and prayers you're right it's intangible do something useful some christians especially have responded by saying look when we pray it's kind of allowing us to focus on the victims and it spurs our like fast like 
our interest and our ability to do more with that. Uh-huh. That's step one of right. a several step process. That's kind of the argument for thoughts and prayers. Right. right. It's not a substitute. And what this is saying is exactly uh, the opposite. It's saying, no, some people kind of think it's a substitute yeah. for doing actual stuff. Again, it's not published in a peer reviewed anything. It's a pre-publication take issue with the methodology, but interesting, interesting. interesting story. Uh, here's another one coming from our good friend, Jason Rapert. Uh, Rapert? Rapert. Know. Arkansas state senator, the guy who put the Ten Commandments outside the uh, I don't Arkansas remember state if we Capitol. read this on the internet, but... Yeah. You're on the internet, on the show, but somebody made fun of you because you say repair and it's, it's Rayford. It's Colbert, like that's yeah, what I'm thinking like of. It's you Rapert. say it the way <laughs> a human person with understandings of linguistics say it, but it's Rapert. But it's Rapert. Okay, so here's what he did. Uh, he got reelected in November, frustratingly, but he also lives in a very red area, mm-hmm. so not surprisingly. Um, he just sent an email to literally every state legislator in the country cool. and congressperson, but mo- there's a lot of state legislators, saying he wants them all to join what he, a new group he's forming. Mm-hmm. It's called the National Association of Christian Lawmakers because you know what we don't have in, in this country enough of, like Christians in uh-huh. the government. Um, and his goal, he's going to launch this in 2019. That's alarmingly close to the NAACP. <laughs> National Association of Christian Lawmakers, yeah. Um, he says his goal is to address legislative issues from a Judeo-Christian worldview. But here's, I want you to read, I want to read some of the things he said in this email. The concept is we would debate and discuss issues and formulate models, statutes, ordinances, and resolutions based upon a biblical worldview, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, I know what I'm talking about because I've done this. Yeah, I'm living that good Christian life. (laughs) He's like, currently, I am the only known state legislator to actively have a federal lawsuit filed directly against them by the American atheists which is for his Ten Commandments monument. Mm -hmm. He says, I have also been targeted by the Satanic Temple, American Humanists, that American Humanist Association, (laughs) the Freedom From Religion Foundation and Planned Parenthood over the years. I know what it is to fight for what is right, and I want to ensure that other conservative Christian leaders are properly equipped to withstand the harassment tactics of the extreme left. And by extreme left, he means anyone who cares about church-state separation. Here's the thing. You don't want to take legislative legislative advice from a guy whose biggest legislative accomplishment is illegal. Yeah. Like, he put up the Ten Commandments. They're suing the Satanic Temple, American Atheist. They're suing in order to take it down because it's illegal, because it's a standalone Christian monument. No right. one's ever hidden the idea that it's a Christian monument. There's no other monuments around it yeah. to say it's part of a whole lawmaking like display it's gonna be taken down the thing is there's a bizarro universe in which this would be a really good thing because if they were genuinely trying to create laws by christian values it would be a lot of feeding the homeless and you think yeah and are they so what's their uh what's their eradicating of homelessness Initiative, Hemant. Yeah, there I is, assume it's right there in the, yeah, in the notes. It's it's right here. It, it has. There's nothing in his email about helping the poor oh. or stopping mass shootings and the suffering oh. associated with it. Nothing about uh, let's help religious freedom by helping Muslims uh-huh. or Jews or atheists. Wow, that's really um, the two shocked. issues he highlighted in his email Wait, about things guess, we need to guess, address. Can I guess? Please guess. Can I guess? Prayer in school. No. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Okay, I, okay, okay, okay. Not to say he didn't mention it, but I don't think he did. Uh, nativity scenes on uh, city property. Not yet, but I'm sure that's okay. One of what, right, what, what the is fuck it? is the it's problem? It's abortion oh, to Christ. ban it, of course, and bizarrely to me, same-sex marriage because he wants to undo what the Supreme Court said. Again, these are that's not exactly gonna happen, yeah. even with a conservative court these days. I'm not sure that he's fighting the good fight on that <laughs> one. I meant. And then, by the way, in case you're on the fence about joining his group, uh-huh. he added. That there's another reason you got to take a stand for Judeo-Christian values. Tell me. Newsweek recently reported on the recent threat of declining Christianity and the rise of the occult in our nation. Oh. With this warning, number of witches rises dramatically. It's true, though. Oh, I meant to bring that today. The witches are coming, which is why you got to join his Christian group. Yeah. And you know what? (laughs) He's not wrong. He sent this to every state legislature, uh, legislator everywhere. So anyway. That's wild. Um, <laughs> one other congressional issue while we're at it. Uh, one of the women who got elected in the blue wave that just happened um, is Ilhan Omar, uh-huh. a Minnesota representative. She is Muslim. She wears a headscarf. Uh-huh. And here's the thing. In Congress, there's oh, a ban no headwear. on headwear. Yeah, there's actually, it's it's called like a hat ban. It's been in place since 1837 because people like were rogue by wearing their fancy hats in Congress. Well, hats used to be, um, <laughs> <clears throat> I listened to a podcast called The Dollop, and from that I learned in American history, people were really fucking into hats. Okay. There were like riots when people took their hats off in public. <laughs> I don't understand it, but we've really but swung happened. the other way. So yeah, so they have this rule since 1837, no hats allowed. And the truth is, in recent years, it really hasn't been enforced uh-huh. per se. Like, I think they asked Paul Ryan about it. Uh, this time around, after she got elected, he's like, no, we're not going to hold that against her. <laughs> Paul Ryan's like wearing a trucker cap. <laughs> no, we're cool, dude. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So uh, Nancy Pelosi has made some news in the past couple of weeks by saying, no, we're going to pass some rule to overturn that ban. And I think, uh, I don't know if they've actually passed it, but she said, we're going to allow if you're Jewish or Muslim and you're wearing a head covering, mm-hmm. uh, it's fine. Yeah. And that's good. That's what they should do. Here's the question I have, though. Like, their rule was very specific about Jews and Muslims being allowed to wear the headgear. That's mm-hmm. fine. Sikhs also wear yeah, like a turban, say. but there are none in Congress, so it doesn't apply. But like they didn't mention them. What if and what if you just want to wear a hat? What if you're a Pastafarian? I know it's a weird long shot, but like, what if you did? What if you were part of a small religion that no one understands? Mm-hmm. What, regardless of your thoughts about it, could you get away with wearing like the strainer on your head? I mean, why are, why is Islam say. allowed and other religions not part of this list? That's where I'm going with this. Here's what I will say. It's 2018. Like, our hats are biggest problem in Congress. Is that the, the thing we're all trying to tackle? Can we just say, like, we're, we're whatever the that's, fuck you want. Just show up and don't vote like a dick for <laughs> once in your life. That's where I'm going with this. That's what the rule should be. It's <clears> not, though. And here's the other thing. There is a Democratic... State uh, a Democratic representative who's been in office for many years uh, since 2010, uh, Frederica Wilson of Florida, who 
in like famously wears colorful hats everywhere she goes uh-huh. when she's like on the campaign trail, when she's in her district. Like she's known for wearing the hats, right. but she can't wear them in Congress. Huh. And in 20, I think 2010 or 2012, she actually tried to get that rule overturned. She said, and I quote, hats are what I wear. People get excited when they see the hats. Once you get accustomed to it, it's just me. Um, and she said some people wear wigs or high heel shoes or big earrings or yeah. pins. Hats are her thing. And this is when John Boehner was speaker. And basically, they weren't... Remember when John Boehner was our biggest problem? Remember. Um, she, the rule did not get changed. And she almost immediately dropped this fight. Mostly because she's like, this is just going to be a distraction. Right. Let me just get on with my job. Right. I'm not, this isn't the hill I want to die on. Right. Um, but again, they changed the rule for um, Omar... And any other Muslims or Jews who might want to wear a head covering, uh-huh. that's fine. But they didn't change the rule for her, for Wilson. Yeah. And again, it opens the door to how come some religions are allowed, but not all. Why not Fucking just get rid of the ban? Yeah. Um, they didn't go far enough, in my opinion. Right. Um, I did want to talk about the most interesting thing, I think, that happened to me over Thanksgiving break. Okay. So I told you this off mic, I think, a couple weeks ago, where I was coaching after school, as I often do. And uh-huh. I got an email from Sorry, Fox Sorry, you News. coach athletics? I coach public speaking competitively because uh, oh, okay. uh-huh. okay. that's what cool people do. Yeah. Um, I got an email several weeks ago saying, come join us on Fox News for a segment. Oh, yeah. And I got this email and I was like, hmm, Laura Ingraham show. And I was like, it's... It's a trap. <laughs> I'm sure it was a trap. But again, I'm like, I can handle it. Yeah, you're um, very brave. That's so what I, I say about you all I, the time. But I was in the middle of practice. So I got this email, and it's been like 20 minutes. So I wrote back. I'm like, I'll do it if it's tonight, whatever. Yeah, and you explained that, like, in your estimation, they, like, blast a bunch of people <laughs> and whoever. I'm sure they email a bunch of people who they And whoever answers do. first yeah. gets the gig. Um, so they wrote back immediately. After I sent them, I'll do it. They wrote back and said, sorry, we've already booked someone. Mm-hmm. I'm like... All right. I, I don't know if I feel bad about that. Right. Um, but I'm like, keep me in mind. Might have dodged whatever. a bullet. Might have dodged a bullet. Fine. So whatever. I thought that was the end of it. Wasn't a story. Moved on with my life. Um, so over Thanksgiving break, I'm with my family, and I do get us the same email. Uh-huh. And they're like, hey, do it in a couple of days, like the day after Thanksgiving. And this time I got it as soon as they sent it. Because yeah. what am I doing? Spending time with my family? No, no. I'm staring at the computer screen. Um, so I'm like, all right. And then I was like, hey, family, uh, if I'm gone for a little while, are you cool with that? Because, you know, better to ask like, yeah, for get forgiveness the fuck than permission. Out. Yeah. And they're like, all right, fine, whatever. You're not, do whatever you got to do. Um, and they're like, all right, well, we'll get in back in touch with you on Friday. They did. And to my surprise, I thought they would have said, hey, we're going to cancel the segment, whatever. Mm-hmm. They said, no, we're going to go on with it. Cool. Uh, they even said, I, Wait, I was in was Austin. This when, yeah, I was going to say, you were in Texas, I was right? in Texas. I'm like, look, I'm in Austin. Is that an issue? They're like, no, we got a place there. We'll, we'll set you up. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Fox News has something of a stronghold in Texas. Don't you worry, Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and it turned out to be like literally next door to the state Capitol building. Because of course it would be. Why, sure. why, why wouldn't it be? It's a nice Capitol building, though. Yes, Do they still is. have that Ten Commandments statue outside? I took a picture outside of the Ten Commandments cool. statue outside of it. That was the one the Supreme Court said was legal because it was surrounded by other monuments. I don't I, I've been to that state capitol. I do mm. not remember the other monuments. Maybe I, that's just me. They were not right next to it. They oh. were kind of hidden away. Oh, you don't say. But they were Why? there I can't at a believe distance. It. I'm so shocked. I had to walk a little bit to see the other sure. ones. Anyway, 
Um, so anyway, they said what we want to talk about in their email. They said we, what we want to talk about is a survey that just came out that I had written about. Uh-huh. It was a, from the Pew Research Center. And the question Pew had asked people is, what gives you meaning in life without any prompting? Mm-hmm. What gives you meaning in life? Number one answer, family. Yeah. Down the line. Um, didn't matter what religion you were or what whatever. Everyone said family. Number four on the list at like 20% uh-huh. was faith. Okay. Was way lower, I think, so wait, than you what, might have expected. I know work on the came list. above it, and what was? Uh, you know, I can't. I think career was on there, family was on there, and then though they asked the same question again to other people, this time with prompts, like which of these gives you meaning in life? Oh, uh huh. And they ran through the list, and of course, faith got a bigger bump now. Mm-hmm. And by the way, among people who said faith meant something in their lives, that was the one thing that people said gave them the most meaning in life. Okay. When they were prompted to say it. But the bigger story was faith isn't as important to people as much as other stuff. Right. Right. And by the way, if you ask young people specifically in that survey, yeah. they really did not say faith was important in uh-huh. their lives. So this is the thing they said. We want to talk about that survey. Um, it'll be a guest host. Laura Ingraham's on vacation. And by the way, I, we're going to also have Tony Perkins, who's the leader of the Family Research Council, cool. which is a Christian hate group by uh-huh. the Southern Poverty Law Center. And I'm like, I've seen that guy before. All right. But okay. Who's I can, the host? Um, a, a guest host, uh, Raymond Arroyo, who's subbed in for her before. Uh, he used to work at uh, the Catholic channel, EWTN. Oh. So he, he worked for them. So I'm not worried about any of that. Tony Perkins, I'm like, I know what I know how he works too. Mm-hmm. I know what he's probably gonna say, mm-hmm. whatever. So I said, fine, I'll talk about that survey. I think it's gonna get canceled, the segment, but they said we're gonna do it. And then of course, between hey, we're gonna do it, and it'll be tonight. So uh-huh. you know, we'll send you details a little later. Um, they also say, Hey, here's some other topics we might wanna ask you about. Uh oh. Just so, I mean, as a courtesy heads up, we right. might also discuss this if we have time. And then they listed a couple different, like, transgender issues. You. Which, clearly, not my forte. I was going to say, uh, n- um, no offense, Hammett, you're not, like, my go-to person when right. it comes to trans issues. Yeah, and so it's like, I'm not going to suddenly say, well, I shouldn't be the one to talk to you, because I hate it. When people are like, well, I'm not the expert in this field, so don't talk. No, they, a, a friend of mine was an atheist, uh-huh. was asked to do a similar thing. Uh-huh. And she said, hey, I got this email. Should I do it? And my response is, why would you say no? You know what you're talking about. Of yeah. course you should say yes. And she's like, well, I'm not really an expert. I'm not a, an academic in this field. Neither are they. It doesn't and, stop them. And I wrote back. I'm like, look, most people will never get this chance. And it pisses me off that a really smart woman, you, mm-hmm. like, is saying no right. to these people who asked you to do it. You should absolutely do it. And mm-hmm. she did it. And she was great. And so I'm like, okay, I'll talk about it. But I'm like, oh, of course, they're pivoting now. They don't want to talk about the Pew Research thing. Right. They want to talk about the transgender thing. So I did call a couple of friends who know about these issues really well. I ran it by them. Like, really, what I asked them is, what I think I know what I want to say about them. I have an opinion on these issues. But do you know of any quick, short way to respond? Mm-hmm. And, well, like, one of the segments they wanted to talk about is, like, the the Trump administration said we have to define uh, what sex you are or what gender you are based solely on your genitalia at birth uh-huh. and not by anything else. They were defining trans out of existence, right. basically. And there was another story about how a college, I think in Michigan, 
a college group said, you know what? We always perform the vagina monologues. We're not going to do it this year because not all women have vaginas. And so Fox, that's Fox fodder for them, right? Because they really care about the vagina monologues. <laughs> so I was like, I don't really know the right thing to say, even though I think I know what I would say. And the cool thing is they gave really good feedback, my friends, to me. Like, if they ask you, here's some stuff you should mm-hmm. say. So I go to the studio, like, at the risk of sounding arrogant. I've done this, like, once before to talk about an issue on Fox. Mm -hmm. And I've done it once to talk about an issue on CNN. Mm -hmm. And here's the difference. When I went to the Fox studio before and this time, Uh they didn't just have a dude working the camera and the tech equipment. Uh They had a dude doing that and someone else doing the makeup. Oh. <laughs> they hired a bet, makeup lady just for me. And I bet they definitely had your skin color because <laughs> a lot of non-whites go on that show. <laughs> the first time I did the Fox thing, uh-huh. they caked me up. Like, it's on YouTube, and, like, I look really, really white caked up. Oh, my God. This time I will say, like, I didn't... I, I, she did a fine job. Like, it was fine. It wasn't, like, whatever color difference or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but I find that it, CNN, no makeup person. They just have a tech guy. Okay. That was interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And then uh, as I'm getting the makeup done, by the way, she was lovely, but she was, I was asking her, I'm like trying to make small Quick talk. Pause. Yeah. I was trying to look up your YouTube thing uh-huh. for, I wanted to see your face from uh-huh. the last time. When you Google Hemant Meta, oh, no. the first com- the first thing is Hemant Meta wife. Okay. Are a lot of people Googling your wife, you think? I don't know. That's creepy. It is creepy. Then Friendly Atheist, then YouTube. No podcast, no co-host. Yeah. That's fine. I'm not Get mad about it. I'm shit. just disappointed. Go ahead. <laughs> Continue. So the other Fox. thing they said, I was trying to make small talk while she's doing the makeup. And of course, I'm genuinely curious because you're right next to the state capitol building. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, yeah, like you must get a ton of politicians in this like studio because uh-huh. um, it's just they rented out like one room in a building that has a satellite connection. Oh, you looked good. Thank you. I'm, uh, that's the recent yeah. one. I was going to say. She like, did a good job on your makeup. I'm trying to find you. the old one. Yeah, look at the old one and look at how white I've become in that segment. Go ahead. <laughs> but she's the one thing that I found amusing. She was like, none of them wanted to get into politics with me. Right. So we're not talking about We're carefully avoiding right, it. Right, tap dancing around it's that. Totally tap dancing around because like they know they're Fox News. Uh-huh. I know I'm the opposition coming to Fox News. You're the bad guy. So we totally just strayed from that topic. But I did find out that she had done the makeup for Rick Perry many, many times. And very nice guy, she says, when they're doing the makeup stuff. And also, he is very handsome. Whoa. Yes, the things things you learn. Hey, Hammond, is he? I don't know. I'm so blinded by what a (laughs) doughweed he is that I forgot that he has, like, a face that could be attractive to humans. But I realized, like, no, because if you are just there to do the makeup for them, you don't have to necessarily care about the politics, per se. Right. Not saying she does or doesn't. But I'm just like, that is not what I expected to hear. I was expecting to hear, yeah, we've had the fall, a lot of these politicians come through and some of them bring their own. I don't uh-huh. know what we're going to say. I can't find any pictures um, of you from last time. Good. Anyway, so we did the segment. I, I don't know if it went well. This is the hard thing where we did talk about the Pew study uh-huh. and they did pivot to the transgender issues. How did they do that? They basically said, okay, enough of the... Thing. Okay. And by the way, while we have you guys here, we want to bring up one other story about oh, so the Trump administration. Like they pretended that it just came up. They were definitely like... They had it on their list yeah, of okay. stuff to talk about. Um, I, 
I don't know how it went. I'm a bad judge of how did I do. I don't know if I did well. That's weird because you're I'm a always... literal judge for speech. Yeah. How could you not know? Because I'm it? not judging myself. Mm, <laughs> but the thing is, like, I, I don't know if I had three sentences, I think, that I was able to get off uh-huh. before they... What were they? Uh, I don't know. I was in a blur. You can you watch the, the video. You knew the number of them. I knew the number because I'm like, I'm only going to get a couple seconds to talk. Right. And I don't know what the question's going to be. I yeah. just know it's about this topic. And so I was actually surprised. Tony Perkins said, after he said, no, the fact that faith is low on the list is not a problem, but it is a little troubling. I was actually surprised he kind of made that reference. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, it's a little troubling. Yeah. Um, so that threw me off for a little bit. But the fact that they brought it up, and I don't know. You can see the segment. We'll post a link. Okay. You can tell me how I did, whatever. But uh, yeah, that was a surprise thing I did not expect. It was interesting. Again, it's they're always fine. Like the people yeah. that are in the studio and stuff, they're totally nice. They're professional. And then that was it. Like yeah. I just stare into a black void while the segment's going on. <laughs> and I just have an earpiece. So I don't oh, know what yeah. I'm looking at. I don't know. There's no monitor? There's, uh, there is a monitor, but it's on a time lag by a few seconds. Oh, so um, it's worse. I don't think it's on purpose, but it's, it's just the nature recording, of, yeah. the nature of how satellites work. So they don't want a monitor on because right. it will mess me up. Um, so they turned off the monitor when we were on. All I remember is the earpiece came on and they said something about Charlie Brown is racist. All right, we'll be back after this. To, oh, like, my God. Uh-huh. Um, so <laughs> this did come, so my, uh, we did Thanksgiving on Friday with my, with my family. We went to my husband's, uh, place on Thanksgiving yeah. day. Um, and so both Mikey and I like saw on Facebook or Twitter or whatever at the same time that you're going to be on Fox news. And we're like, um, heaven's going to be on Fox news. Can we watch Fox news tonight? And my dad's <laughs> like, a no B John Blumke really needs to know if you got paid to be on Fox news. No. No, nope. they just the only people who get paid as guests to appear are the people who have contracts. When they say this person's a an MSNBC contributor, oh. everyone else they just say, "Could you do it?" I actually saw unrelated to me. I saw a tweet from somebody who is uh, maybe a climate change expert uh-huh. who said I was asked to be on CNN to talk about the climate change report that just came out, uh-huh. and I had the it was pre taped her segment, and she said we had a long conversation, me and Anderson Cooper. And whatever happened, they didn't air any of it. Uh-huh. But she gave up a lot of her time to do that segment. She said she's done this before where they said, we're going to have a live spot show up at this time and place, right. which again, it was easy for me because I had the babysitting and I wasn't, it was Thanksgiving holidays. I yeah. didn't have anything else going on. Um, but for someone who was giving up what she was doing in order to make it there. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, we're not going to do this. Something else came up. Thanks for coming by. She doesn't get anything for that. Yeah. She just wasted time. Right. And she was just kind of venting on Twitter. But, like, I kind of understand where she's coming from. Yeah. Um, I've never had the situation where I've spoken or I I went through the motions and then they canceled on me. Mm -hmm. The one other time it happened, I forgot if I told you this and I forgot if I've said it on the podcast. (laughs) One time I did a, a Fox News thing where they said, we want you to be on to talk about some is school related issue about church state separation. Okay. Um, but before we do it, can we just, can you Skype with one of our producers? So we have an idea of what we're going to talk about. Yeah. They, they asked some questions. I answered them. And my response without getting into the actual issue at hand was like, I don't think this is like the biggest deal in the world. Um, but this is kind of my perspective on this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. Then like an hour later, here's the email. Yeah, we're not going to do this segment or we don't need you tonight. Thanks for your time. We're not, whatever. Uh I'm like, all right. 
But then they did air the segment. They just brought you on did another tell atheist. Me this. An angrier atheist. They brought on an angrier atheist. That's <laughs> and right. And I watched them like that person. I know that person. I'm like, uh-huh. I like that person, but I know what they yeah. also did. Well, you're gonna be a boring <laughs> interview, Jesus, haven't? I know. So anyway. Cool. Anyway. How long have we been going? Uh, way too long. Okay. I had one other thing, but uh, bring um, up anything else you want. I, yeah, I have a happier story for you after Yeah, this. I have a happy story, too. I was going to talk about um, the State Department has ordered diplomats to scale back supports for women's sexual and reproductive health programs and education around the world. But, Hemant, yes. I just don't have it in me right okay. now. Y'all can do your own research All if you right. want to learn about that. Here's the thing. Yes. Um, there is a church in the Netherlands. Yes. Um, that has been holding, and as far as I know, still are an 800-hour straight service. They're going 24-7. Mm-hmm, to, uh, to protect a family from deportation. Um, so they've been basically maintaining this service because um, in, in Dutch law, there is, uh, under Dutch law, police officers are not permitted to enter a church while a religious service is taking place. So for more than a month, hundreds of pastors and volunteers from across the country have been meeting to maintain 24-7 service in support of an Armenian family whose asylum claim has been... Good. Been uh, so rejected. So church using a loophole to mm-hmm. protect a family seeking asylum. Yeah. That's the way to do it. It's, That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a very nice story, and I like to, you know, we dunk on religion a lot on this show, so I just want to kind of... By the way, there is a U.S. church that has done the same thing. Now, we don't have the law about police can't enter during worship services, but some churches are hiding refugees, or they're sheltering them mm-hmm. and making sure they're okay and they have what they need. Um, because that might be a safe space and one of the only safe spaces those families have. Right. Um, so kudos to those churches for using their power mm-hmm. and their faith to protect those people. Uh, what's sad is how many white evangelical Christians have the ability uh-huh. to do that sort of thing, but never would do that ever. sort of thing ever. Um, I have one last story for you, which put a smile on my face. Um, it has to do with an Australian magazine that is all about weddings. Like if you've ever been married, then you've probably gotten like all those Mm -hmm. magazines. It's like, here's what brides do. Or like, you know, here's what you should do for your wedding. Here's some dresses. It's like college applications all over again, where you just get all this mail you never asked for, Uh but they know how to find you. Uh So this magazine called white. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cause I guess that's the, what you wear. All right. It started by a couple named Luke and Carla Burrell. Husband and wife team, they started the magazine, and whatever, it's uh, you would never know who created it or anything about them just by looking through the pages, because it's just, what do you wear? What should you know heading into the big day? What mm-hmm. are the latest trends? Cool, fine. They hire photographers to do you know awesome pictures for them, too. It's been going on for a few years, but one of the photographers they worked with um, posted something online a couple years ago basically saying she was going to take a picture of a same-sex couple doing whatever the latest trend was. Getting married. <laughs> Getting married and doing something along the lines. And the Christian couple in charge said, uh, we we can't put that in our magazine. We are Christians. Really? That goes against our beliefs. Cool. And so we don't want that picture included mm-hmm. in the mix. Mm-hmm. And that uh, photographer basically... Said she, uh, the photographer is in a same-sex relationship herself. Oh, um, which again wasn't a problem. She was just a hired hand, right? But when she found out about them and that the couple had no desire to be to have these people in their magazine, uh-huh. she's like, "Well, that should be public knowledge." 
Yeah. And she made it so. Like, people realize that if you advertise in white, Uh you are supporting a publication that basically says we don't want anything to do with gay couples. We don't believe gay people should, can get married, Mm -hmm. whatever. And then advertisers fled. Really? Uh They got the hell out of there. That's awesome. And to the point where this couple just announced recently that they're going out of business... Wow. (laughs) And what they said is, White Magazine has always been a secular publication, but its publishers, we are Christian. We have no agenda but to love. We have no desire to create a social, political, or legal war, Uh blah, blah, blah. To us, our faith is anchored in love without judgment. Um. (laughs) And then they added, some have just blindly demanded that we pick a side. We're not about sides. We're about love, patience, and kindness. They're the worst. I hate those people. Those people who cloak like bigotry Uh, in love. (laughs) So they're going out of business? So they're going out of business. Good. Fucking see and have our dickbags. Uh Uh-huh. Again, when pick a side. The, the no, sides are don't. treating people as human beings or, or being or not. or not. Or just not. And they're like, it's like the white supremacy stuff. Like, right. well, there are two sides to this. No, no, there's one good side and one bad one side. One white supremacist side. Like, you don't have to pick between two decent options. Right. And by the way, no one's saying they don't have a right to have their beliefs. Uh-huh. They're just saying we don't have to support yeah, this I mean, magazine I, if this is, this is what you preach. I am not a pro-capitalism gal by any stretch, but, like, that's how it should work. Like, yeah, you can say whatever you want, but, like, no one's going to give you money, my dude. Yeah, no advertiser is forced to give you money <laughs> right. to advertise. By the, my favorite part about this is that when they posted on Facebook on White Magazine's social media. We've written a statement and shared a bit of our story with a nice video that's like, this is what happened to us. Can you believe it? Like, no one was buying their shit. No one felt bad for them. They're all like, yeah, what did you expect? You guys are horrible people. And by the way, uh, I'm not the first person to say this. People have made this argument that if you want to be a Christian baker and you're not going to serve gay couples Mm -hmm. for whatever, you know, religious hate reason... (laughs) We can have a conversation about whether that should be legal or not. Right. But at the very least, you should put a sign on your door. Yeah. That let me know says, who I'm supporting. Yeah. Let me know as a straight guy mm-hmm. which businesses I want to frequent. Because if you're a bigot, I would be happy not to give you my business yep. and go to a different thing. Just have a no gays allowed sign in your door. Yeah. If that's like, let's legal. Let's not beat around the bush. Yeah. Don't wait till we're a gay couple who comes in to get a cake and right. then say, oh, I'm sorry. We don't serve your kind. Right. Ugh. Just Gross. put your no Jews allowed, no black people allowed signs. Irish let everyone, need not apply. Yeah, and let everyone else be the judge. That's what happened to this couple. Mm-hmm. And then everyone fled. And this couple's like, we're the victims in all this. Yeah, they are, Hammond. It's a, it's a tragic story. So. I look forward to seeing their Lifetime movie. Um, <laughs> so we, we got a bunch of emails this week. Nothing really actionable vis-a-vis listener mail. But I wanted to thank uh, Sam Ward, Amanda, Courtney, Armin, uh, Armin, M, and Sarah. Um, they all wrote us some nice emails Thank over the, the holiday break. One person noticed I wasn't on the last episode and tweeted about it. <laughs> I was really expecting a result, a revolt or an uprising. Yes. yes. Nobody gave a fuck I wasn't there. <laughs> it's fine, guys. Oh, Hemet, when am I going to crawl out of your shadow? One um, day, one day. So um, I am going to be in California in January. Sweet. The week of the 21st. Um, 
so I'm I, I don't really have any firm plans, but I don't know if I'm which part of this. California. Oh oh oh, is California a big state? Uh-huh. Uh, I'm gonna be in Pasadena and like so the greater LA area. Maybe I'll see if like anybody do wants to do a meetup because I I don't know if I mentioned this. My husband's going on like a business trip, and I was like. Yes, I will come. Thank you for not inviting <laughs> me, but flights are pretty cheap in January to L.A. Um, so I really have nothing to do. So I'm bringing my recording equipment. I'm going to get some. Uh, inter- I have a couple of interviews I'm like fucking beyond stoked to cool. get. Um, but I don't know. I literally have no plans and my husband's going to be busy. So like maybe we'll do a meetup. It would have to be like during the week. I don't know. Who fucking knows? We'll figure something out yeah. and then post it somewhere so people can sign up. I'm very intimidated by L.A. Everyone's very good looking out there. So like I don't know if that's, I want to meet anyone. That's what you do. Um, Anyway, any uh, happy shit going on in your um, life? Um, I'm glad the break is over. I'm glad I'm back into like really? switch mode. What the fuck are you? What? It's it's weird to like have days where I'm not constantly. I feel very fidgety if I'm not doing something. I've never related to anything less. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, good. This was a normal week where just stuff is happening. Yeah. So good. I feel like I'm doing something yeah well i guess because you don't work like a nine to five yeah. so yeah you do need so when some it's holidays routine. it's like there's not even a ton of news per right. se so it's a slow going day yeah. it's um and the kids are out of the house <laughs> oh again. god you're such a loving father yes you should write a parenting book um <laughs> i am going parenting to book don't don't <laughs> i'm done give me my money um I am going to see The Dollop, which is one of my favorite podcasts. They're in Chicago live. Oh, look at that. Um, tomorrow, so it's Saturday the 1st. I'm very stoked to go in with my brother. We do, uh, instead of like buying each other Christmas gifts, we always just like get tickets to the thing we both want to go to and do that together because... That is awesome. We both deeply hate Christmas shopping. Oh, I'm fucking done with my Christmas shopping, Hammett. What? I was done... By Thanksgiving Day. Listen, when you don't have friends, you're always done <laughs> Christmas shopping. If Your I can family? tell you from experience, they'll get a handshake. You're such a weirdo. <laughs> no wonder you don't have friends. Yes, it's oh, true. Oh, are we going to exchange presents, Heaven? Sure. We're not, are we? I'll work on it. <laughs> we should send out Christmas cards. Yes. Okay, see you next week, guys. <laughs> oh, wait, where can I find yeah. you on Twitter? Oh, right. I'm at Heaven Met on Twitter. Go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. I'm at Blueberry, B L U E B U R I E. My Etsy shop is Bitches Get Stitched Done. Um, I did a really good job of heading off the Christmas rush, and I did it so well that if anybody wants to order some shit, do it now. Uh, you can do it now. I'm not going to cut off shipping. I actually got all my orders out already. Look at you. Yeah, I know. Um, anyway. Ugh. I'm going to go take a nap. Bye, guys. Good night. Bye.